0: Hi, my name is Diana Ayakosavis, and I'm sitting here today with retired OPP police officer Cam Woolley and managing partner of Diamond and Diamond Lawyers Sandra Ziskind. And today, our topic of discussion is the difference between a police investigation and a personal injury lawyer's investigation in the case of a motor vehicle accident. becomes a big discussion point for me with new clients that come in because they watch like CSI or Law and Order and they say, well, can't you just like take off the fingerprints and DNA analysis? And I, we don't we don't do that. But the truth of the matter is you don't even do that. But Cam, tell, tell me how it works with you guys.
1: Well, in a serious injury and fatality collision, there's going to be a thorough investigation. And there may actually be DNA collected from airbags, something like that, where the identity of a driver is perhaps in question. But the police are there to determine if there is a breach of the law. Police are not there to determine liability. And sometimes they're going to be pretty much the same thing. Maybe the the drunk guy was speeding and hit somebody. Well, that... The police information is going to be basically what you're going to be using uh, in your case. But there'll be other times when the uh, drunk driver actually perhaps wasn't even at fault. So it, it's going to be in your court to determine civil liability.
0: And and just so people understand, how far does the police go from minor car crashes that don't involve a fatality or a serious injury? Yeah, it looks they, a
1: bit. Well, frankly, they aren't typically even in investigations. These days, self-reporting. People go to a collision reporting center. Some of them are even starting to do things like that online. So uh, there'll be uh, damage documented. You see photographed at a... a reporting center and uh, statements taken from any witnesses or uh, involved drivers. In some cases, if the police attend personally and there's evidence for a charge, they'll do that. But the best thing people can do to protect themselves and uh, especially to help uh, Sandra and the team at Diamond and Diamond later is to make sure that they personally collect a lot of this information. So uh, make sure you photograph the other drivers. Uh License ownership and insurance, photograph the scene and the damage, because if there's some sort of dispute later, especially with these report uh, report at the collision reporting centers, you might be in big trouble.
0: It's extremely helpful for us to have all the information straight, straight from the uh, scene because, uh, and before the cars are moved, because it's important to see what angle people hit themselves out. Because basically what we try to do sometimes without getting a very expensive forensic uh, engineering report is just try to... Recreate it. Like if you're getting hit by the behind or the left back, we can kind of figure out where the cars are, without um, without any further investigation. I know uh, the police don't determine fault, but a lot of the times their conclusions are very helpful for us in the personal injury world. They're not the be all and end all, but they're very helpful. And if you're charged with something under the Highway Traffic Act, for example, unsafe. Uh, left, making an unsafe left, um, speeding, all of that stuff, if you're convicted, that's admissible in a personal injury action. So you can't admit guilt in one action and then admit not guilt in another. You can explain it. You can explain extenuating circumstances, but if I'm pleading guilty to an unsafe, lane change way. And then, uh, sorry, an unsafe left turn. And then in my personal injury action, I said, oh no, I didn't make an unsafe left turn. Mm -hmm. That's not, you can't do that. What if they fight the ticket though? So if you fight the the ticket, yes. So if you fight the ticket, you fight the charge Uh and you get not guilty on the charge, then in the personal injury action, you can maintain that guilt, but you can't, in two courts, you can't make the same plea. It makes sense, right? right you yes. can't, you can't say in the murder charge, you can't say I didn't kill them. And then in the civil charge, say I did kill them or vice versa. You just, you got to maintain the same story, yeah, so the to story speak, to be the street. so to speak throughout the whole thing. So for us, the, and for us, it's interesting for us in personal injury, the police officer's testimony is, is, the most credible, because unlike in criminal, where I know they go after the credibility of the police officer and they start to say, you know, they're biased or racist, and there's all sorts of these allegations that go against them, in personal injury, that seems to go by the wayside because the, the feeling of the juries have been, well, why would the cop lie? It's a traffic thing, right? It's not like they're trying to cover their butt on a false arrest or something like that. Why would they lie in a personal injury thing where they're coming after the fact? The accident already happened. So I know for us, when we call the police to the stand, any notes they have from the scene, if they're at the scene, or anything that they've done in terms of the investigation is very persuasive on the way the personal injury action is going to go. And again, we don't have to prove things beyond a reasonable doubt, right. But if the police officer is going to get on the stand and say, well, you know, Mr. Jones is at fault for the accident, that's going to hold heavy, heavy weight with the jury. And how it, important are the witnesses, though, that you collect at the scene? Because well, you're, you're saying they're going to rely on the police, but what about, like, this Mr. Joe Smith, who witnessed the whole thing happen? The police officers is just reporting after
1: the fact. Well, and sometimes the witnesses can't be trusted. And well, I did spend a lot of my career reconstructing, doing the uh, forensics, if you will, on the crashes. And I'd get to the scene, and uh, the officer that was there would usually run up want to tell me what happened. And I'd be oh I don't want to hear. Right, And then I'd go in to see what the evidence told me. And many times it was different than what the drivers and even witnesses uh, claimed had happened. And if the physical evidence tells the truth. Another thing to keep in mind, too, is uh, Highway Traffic Act or traffic tickets. uh, Those are absolute liability offenses. So excuses legally don't matter. Although sometimes uh, justice of the peace may take it into account some sort of uh, excuse, but uh, there's typically no sort of excuses given there. And as you mentioned too, somebody can't be 10 or 20% guilty, but they can be 20% responsible. But another thing is police may not document some things that could affect liability, especially if the liability falls towards a crown or municipality. So let's just say it's bad weather and um, MTO, Maybe didn't do a very good job of plowing or plow the roads in such a way that created a bigger mess. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that happen.
0: Or in the event of a snowfall actually happening at the same
1: time. Yeah, if the snowfall happens at the same time, yeah. I'd say they, they've got a pretty good defense. Yeah. But I've seen cases where they put the brine down, mixed it wrong, and then basically zamboni the road and turned it to ice. Mm-hmm. So I, as a police officer, I made notes. But that wasn't, uh, not all coppers are going to do that. They might not. Uh, look at evidence that shows neglect on the part of the municipality they' they're dealing with the crash so there are things that Sandra would look into that the police might not I might be just looking did the person make a turn left improperly at the at the uh, stoplight yeah Um,
0: that's all you want to know. Yeah, I just did. Was there a breach
1: of the law? Well, was that, was that stoplight, uh, actually in a stupid place? And I've seen that where they're just over a hill and you don't have time. Yeah. Uh, was the road under construction or some other thing, uh, that might affect liability, but won't affect the, the, uh, police investigation. You know, it depends on what it is and how it is as to how deep the police are gonna go in that kind of thing.
0: And you're going after everybody in that case. Going right. So we sue rally. every we yeah, we sue everybody. We're very we're very non discriminatory, we sue everybody. So that that's basically our thing. We go and we try to figure out liability by evidence that's put forth by all the defendants. So we wanna sue everybody involved to make sure that we've got all the correct defendants at the at the table.
1: And road design can be a thing. I because I was doing mainly fatality investigations since um, the mid 80s. So for most of my career, uh, I was also involved in inquests. And I remember um, there was a new highway built. It was called Highway 403. It's an old highway now, but it was new that we had a bunch of fatalities. There was an inquest and the jury coroner's inquest jury came out and said, we don't like these certain design features and you should never do that again. And uh, that's good. They won't do that again. Uh, fast forward, there was a, a new toll highway being developed mm. called Four O Seven. Yeah, and I watched them build it, and they were putting the same mistakes into Four O Seven. Right. I submitted some reports through headquarters, and uh, basically got a pat in the head and told and told to run along.
0: Not to Cam Woolley. It, well,
1: <laughs> and not on my watch. Yeah. My watch. Yeah.